everybody, and welcome to the Eagle's Nest Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you soar in your faith, family, finances, friendships, and fitness. Get ready for today's message with Senior Pastor of Eagle's Nest Church, Lee Jenkins. He's worthy to be praised. Yes. Well, if you have been hanging out with us over the last couple of weeks, you know that we are in sermon number four in a series called The Help, Experiencing the Power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, The first week we talked about who is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? Is it just a force? Is it just a feeling? Is it just a power? A lot of us refer to the Holy Spirit as an it, but the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is um, it's Jesus, is his spirit. He left his physical body and he said, I'm going to send to you a helper, an advocate, a comforter. And so the Holy Spirit is what I like to say is the invisible Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is a divine person. We call on the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so we've been talking about the importance of having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is often referred to as having some of the attributes of a person because you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can make the Holy Spirit sad. The Holy Spirit also can speak to you and guide you. So we've been talking about that over the last couple of weeks. And uh, we talked about how we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, intoxicated by it, like a drunk person is intoxicated by wine or alcohol. And today we have another message for you that I believe is going to be life-changing because I'm going to be talking to you today about some of the ways that I have personally heard from the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to kind of lay out that criteria to you according to how I believe all of us can hear from the Holy Spirit, God himself. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify your name because you are worthy to be praised. So right now, Lord, we take authority over the enemy right now. And we bind any evil forces right now And Father, we pray that your kingdom will come and your will will be done over the next few moments. Father, open up the ears of those of us who need to hear. Open up our minds, our spirits. So Father, we need to hear from you today. We need a word from you today. And so Father, we posture ourselves We humble ourselves to hear from you. Lord, we love you and we praise you because you're so good. So now, Lord, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Can we give the Lord one more hand clap of praise? Is he, if he is your strength and your redeemer, yes, the Lord is good. 
The story is told of a 92-year-old man who went to see his doctor. The doctor did the customary checkup, and then the doctor told him, he said, hey, man, you're, you're not doing too good, and the doctor gave him some medical advice, and then the 92-year-old man left. About three weeks later, the doctor was driving down the street, and he sees the old man walking down the sidewalk with a 38-year-old beautiful voluptuous woman at his side. I mean, this 92-year-old man, y'all, was smiling, and he was blushing, and they were holding hands, and they were kissing, and, and the doctor stopped his car, and the doctor got out and, of his car, and he went up to the old man and the 38-year-old woman. He said, hey, hey, mister, just three weeks ago, you were in my office, and you weren't doing good at all. Now look at you. The 92-year-old man said, well, doctor, I just did what you told me to do. You told me to be cheerful and get a hot mama. <laughs> the doctor looked at him. He said, I didn't tell you to be cheerful and get a hot mama. I told you that you need to be careful because you have a heart murmur. See, sometimes we don't hear too well, do we? <laughs> well, I want to speak to you today from the subject, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Eagle's Nest family, have you ever experienced the frustration of a dropped call on your cell phone? Hey, raise your hand if you have. Just about all of us. We've been on the phone before, and it is so frustrating, and, and, and we're, we're trying to hear the other person, and then we come up with the phrase, hey, 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 can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? It is so frustrating. It is so annoying, and we've all been there. Of course, Verizon Wireless coined this phrase years ago, and what they showed on the commercial was a guy traveling to some of the farthest remote parts of the earth, and his whole premise was, if you have Verizon, you can go anywhere, and you can get a signal, and the guy on the commercial would say, can you hear me now. Well, today, y'all, we're not going to be talking about cell phones, but we're going to be talking about something more critical, and that is not our connection with people on the other side of the cell phone. We're going to be talking about our connection with God. You see, in the hustle bustle of life, in the noise of our daily routine, in the cacophony of our distractions, in the things that we worry about, 
out of all the things that we do, if you're not careful, you will miss the most important voice in your life. It's not from a cell phone. It's not from a telecommunications company. But this voice is from the creator of the universe. This voice that we need to hear clearly, this voice that we don't need to misunderstand is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I believe God is asking us the profound question as men and women of God, and it is simply, can you hear me now? Because some of us have a very difficult time hearing from God. So I want to start this off by using one powerful yet simple passage found in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. I'm going to read it from the NIV translation, and then I'm going to look at it from the New Living Translation. God is saying, can you hear me now? Because some of us are so busy, so distracted, that we don't hear the Holy Spirit clearly. Let's look at Romans 8.14. It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So if you're led by the Spirit, then you are a child of God. But then look at the New Living Translation. It says it like this. The true children of God are those who let God's Spirit lead them. So the true children of God. You see, there are a lot of imposters out there. But how you know whether or not you are a true child of God is whether or not You are letting the Spirit lead you. So God is saying, can you hear me now? Because we hear so many other voices. So many other things are clouding out our connection with God, our connection with the Holy Spirit. It's one of the reasons we don't value the voice of the Holy Spirit because we have such a muddled, such a bad connection because everything else is distracting us. So let's talk about this. This verse that I read reminds us that God's children have a direct line to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you all, wants to lead us. The Holy Spirit wants to guide us. The Holy Spirit wants to communicate to us. The real question, question rather, is are we tuned in? Are we actively listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit? How about this one? How do we even know when God is speaking to us? How do you know? You do know that God, through the Holy Spirit, speaks to his people. I hope you know that. The Holy Spirit 
can lead you. The Holy Spirit can guide you. The Holy Spirit can speak to you about who to marry, your marriage partner. The Holy Spirit can speak to you about your career. The Holy Spirit can speak to you about your church. The Holy Spirit can speak to you about friendships, about people. The Holy Spirit can help you make decisions regarding your business, your finances, your friends, everything. But we don't call on the Holy Spirit to help us because a lot of us, we have such a bad connection. And the Holy Spirit is trying to talk to us, trying to guide us and trying to lead us. And God is saying, can you hear me now? So how do we unclog this connection. So today, by the grace of God, I'm going to show you how to discern God's voice. That's a tall order. I'm going to share the criteria that I used, used and still use to determine major decisions in my life and even many minor decisions. I'm going to share with you, you all, the criteria that I use to determine whether or not I should marry Martika. Now, I was crazy about her. Oh, I liked the way she looked. I, lo- I loved everything about her. But the bottom line, I needed the stamp of approval from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to show, share with you the criteria I use. I'm going to share with you the criteria I use to determine what, what business I should go in. In my 20s, whether I should go into the investment business. I'm going to share with you the criteria that I use to determine why I left the investment business and at 50 years old started a church from scratch. And now... Years later, we're thousands of people. I'm going to share with you how I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that I was supposed to do this. All of my life-changing decisions were determined by these five things I'm going to share with you today. How to hear, how to discern, how to know when God is speaking to you, how to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's going to be easier than what you all think. It's not going to be deep and mystical. And these five things, if you incorporate them in your life, and I'm not saying it's just five. I'm just saying these are the primary five things that if you can understand how God is speaking through these five things, then I believe you will have great success. And success is defined, by the way, by you doing God's will. Because success is not always defined by the world's standards. Jesus says that he's here to do do the will of God. And so it's all about doing God's will. And in order to do God's will, you have to be led, you have to be guided 
by the Holy Spirit. And the way to be led and guided is you have to hear from the Holy Spirit. And the reason that you need to hear from the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit is always talking. But the question is, he's asking us, can you hear me now? So there are five primary ways that the Holy Spirit leads people who know Jesus, who have a relationship with God. Let me give you these five. Number one is through commanding scriptures. Commanding scriptures. The commands that are in the word of God. When God makes it inextricably clear that this is what you're supposed to do, that this is how you're supposed to live. The way God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit is through the word of God. Okay. Spiritual direction and clarity starts with our commitment to the word. If you're not committed to reading the word and understanding the word, then you're not going to have a clear connection with God. And you're going to miss some things. And God is going to be saying, I'm trying to talk to you, but can you hear me now? I keep saying it. The Bible gives us the basic principles that we should govern all of our decisions by. Now, the Bible won't tell you who to marry, specifically. The Bible, I didn't pick up the Bible and read Proverbs or Psalms, and it says, you know, thou shalt marry Martika. So the Bible doesn't tell you what color car to get. The, uh, uh, the Bible won't tell you what the square footage of your home should be. But the Bible will give you standards that you should govern your life by. The standards, the principles. So here's something very important, you all. The Holy Spirit will never tell you to do anything that contradicts the word. Now, that's so important because I've had people to come to me and they've said some crazy stuff. Well, pastor, my husband and I aren't doing too good. Or my wife and I, my spouse and I, we aren't doing too good. And I'm, I met somebody on my job, and, and I, know, I know the Holy Spirit <laughs> is talking to me because my husband not treating me right. So I have a relationship with somebody else outside the marriage. That ain't the Holy Spirit. That's not the Holy Ghost. That may be Casper the friendly ghost, but that's not the Holy Ghost. So, so people blame a lot of stuff on the Holy Spirit. They'll say, well, I just felt led to do it. Well, if you felt led to do something that didn't agree with God's standards, then it wasn't the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is never going to contradict the word of God. 
If you are a business person and you, are, you have the opportunity to do the deal of a lifetime, but you have to compromise your integrity. You got to sleep with the boss to get the promotion. You got to lie to close the business deal. But then you say, well, the, the Holy Spirit, God, uh, I, I, it, God led me to this. God bless me. The Holy Spirit will never contradict God's word. So once the word has been spoken, you don't try to listen for a different message by the Holy Spirit. Okay, let me give you an example. In the National Football League, the NFL, of course, we got the Super Bowl next week. Um, and um, in the NFL, they have a rule book. Football has a set of rules. The NFL, they have a set of rules. And it's a whole bunch of rules. And, and the officials are there to enforce uh, the rules, okay? Uh, let me just name a few rules. You know, you, you can't... Um, run out of bounds, and then come back in bounds and then catch the ball, you know, uh, that you're, you're out of bounds. There are just certain things that you, you, you can't do. You can't tackle a person, uh, you know, with your head, like head-on-head head contact. You know, they'll, they'll throw a flag, and, and there are a lot of rules in the game. So there is, a, there is a rule book, which are the general principles of football. But once the players get on the field, they have to stay in the parameters of the rule book. But when they run the plays, when they try to outmaneuver the defense or the offense, they're not thinking about the rule book. They're thinking about the playbook. See, the playbook gives you the details the playbook tells the quarterback what to do and the wide receiver what to do and the defense what to do. The playbook are the details. Where am I going here? Um, the Bible gives us the rule book, the parameters. The Holy Spirit is the playbook, okay? The details. So the, the word of God gives us the, the, the rule book, but, but within the rule book, you got to know the details, now, the Bible does give some details, but the Bible won't tell you every little detail. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. So I, I, I need the Holy Spirit. When, um, you know, my, my, my general call to ministry, my general call to ministry happened when I was 19 years old. Freshman in college. I knew that I was called to preach and to teach the word of God. And I've been doing that since I was a teenager. But I wasn't a pastor. But through the Holy Spirit, he refined that call. So, okay, these first 25 years, I'm going to use you in the business world. I'm, I'm going to use you uh, to preach the word. I'm going to use you by writing books. I'm going to use you by speaking. And then the Holy Spirit told me, you know, years later, okay, now I'm ready to take you out of that, and I'm getting ready to, to make you a shepherd, a pastor. I was still within the rule book, 
within the parameters, but I needed the Holy Spirit to tell me the details. So what some of you all are missing in your life are the details. And you don't rely on the Holy Spirit. You don't ask the Holy Spirit to give you the details. And I am telling you, there's a way you can know the details. There's a way you can know the details. Psalm 119, 105. Look at what it says. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. A lamp, a lantern when it's dark and you don't, you, you aren't able to see where you're going. The word is your lamp. So you won't stumble and step on something that would hurt you. And then it says, a light for my path, like a flashlight. That you, so you'll know where to go. You know to, whether to make a left or a right. That's what the word of God is for us. So we have to spend time in the word. Eat the word like it's food. Like our very life is dependent on it. So if you want to hear from God, you have to know how to listen to commanding scriptures. Number two, the Holy Spirit leads by a compelling spirit, which is the spirit of God, a compelling spirit. When you are compelled to do something, and sometimes you can't even explain why, it's compelling, and I'm, I'm talking, it's a compelling spirit, and really what it is, is the spirit of God can speak to us. So what am I saying? I'm saying God can speak to you through the word, and God can speak to you in your spirit. Well, how does he do that? A compelling spirit is when your heart is compelled, gripped, and stirred to make a certain decision or move in a particular direction, and you know that it is the Holy Spirit because of the nature of it, because this, it's, you're so compelled to do this thing. It's when your heart is gripped or stirred about something and you can't shake it. An example would be, I was doing great in the business world for 25 years, happy. And God gripped my heart and says, I have something else for you. Now, one of the reasons it was compelling because I did not want to be a pastor. I didn't have a vision of me being a pastor, of a, a senior pastor of a church. In fact, it was not even on my top 10 list in life. So when God gripped my heart, I knew it wasn't my ego because I didn't want to do it. In fact, I fought and I wrestled with God. 
No, Lord, I don't want to do this. But the Spirit compelled me to do it. It's almost as if the Holy Spirit said, if you don't do it, you will be in total disobedience for the rest of your life. I had to do it. So God, you want me to walk away from this lucrative career? I've been in the newspaper. I've been on magazines doing business with millionaires, even a few billionaires with celebrities. And now you want me to walk away and start a church from scratch? God, are you kidding me? Yeah. And God said, can you hear me now? I said, God, I don't want to hear you now. But I was compelled to do it. So one of the ways, and there are many, that you know the Holy Spirit is speaking to you is when you have, when the peace of God comes over you. Okay, let me tell you what I mean. I wrestled with God for years, not weeks, not days, not months, years, and I was so unhappy. Now, this is a business I was making a lot of money in, very well known. And all of a sudden, that big house I was living in and all the things that go along with worldly success just didn't do it for me anymore. Some of my friends told me, man, you're just having a midlife crisis. (laughs) I knew it was something deeper. Well, after a few years of me wrestling and seeing God pull the rug out from under me because God had to say, okay, you know, I need to do something drastic in this guy's life. After seeing that, I finally said, I cried uncle. Y'all know we cried uncle. That means you give up. I said, okay, Lord, let me tell you what happened. The peace of God came over me because I wasn't fighting anymore the peace of God. And Lord, the Lord, this is the Holy Spirit said, you're going to be fine. Just walk by faith and do what I told you to do. I talked to some of my friends and some other people, and we got about 20 people that decided they were going to take this journey with me. I said, okay, Lord, you called me out of the business world for 20 folks. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'll do it. And I had so much peace because it was the Spirit of God. So one of the ways, you all, that the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through the peace of God. Sometimes it can line up with the Word of God, but you don't have the peace of God. Because remember, the Word of God is the rule book. The Holy Spirit is the playbook, the details. Let's look at Romans 8, 14 again because it says it right here. The true children of God, of God are those who let God's Spirit lead them. So what am I saying? If you want to hear from God, get in the Word. Ask the Word to speak to you. 
But what if I need more details? Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and either give you peace or not to give you peace. There have been some really good things that I could have been involved in and God just didn't give me peace about it. And I wanted to do it. All right, let's move on. Number three, the Holy Spirit leads us by the counsel of the saints. Uh Uh-oh, now it's getting a little bit more practical. What do I mean when I say the counsel of the saints? The people of God. What am I saying? Yes, God can speak to you through people. And he very often does. Like right now, you're listening to me. And you're listening to the word of God speak to me, through me, to you. But I'm a person. And God can use me and other people to speak to you. So God uses people to speak to us. Proverbs 12, 15. Here's the problem. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. The reason we do foolish things and many of us make foolish decisions is because we want to do what's right in our own eyes. In other words, we want to do what we want to do. But it says... But he who heeds counsel is wise. Okay. What are some sources of counsel? Because you just can't go to everybody. Okay. If you're married, your number one human source should be your spouse. Oh, I knew I wasn't going to get a whole lot of amen from the married folks. Why do I say that? Because God gave us our spouses to protect us, to cover our blind spots, sometimes to even rub us the wrong way. I said yesterday in the marriage boot camp that There have been some decisions that I wanted to make, and Martika did not agree with it. Now, it might have passed the Word of God test. I might have even felt like that the Spirit of God was speaking to me. But then Martika said, I don't feel good about this. Now I got a problem. So here is how I normally handle situations like that. I either look at it in one of three ways. Either God is speaking to Martika and giving me a red light, stop. Or God is speaking to her to give me a yellow light, caution. Or God is speaking to me and he still wants me to do it, but I need to share more, I need to communicate with her better and give her more clarity 
so we can be in agreement. But the bottom line, here's where I'm going. I don't discount people who God put in my life. So I have mentors. I have a pastor, Dr. Tony Evans. I I have uh, another pastor mentor, Dr. Crawford Luritz. Uh, I have another uh, pastor who's a, a mentor of mine, Bishop Courtney McBath. I have some other pastors, uh, uh, Andy Stanley. Now, I, all I'm saying is, is when it comes to ministry decisions, I have a group of people that are help me to make business decisions and then a group of people with ministry things and personal things. All I'm saying is I believe and I ask the Holy Spirit to speak to them to me. And when somebody is important in my life, And they say, well, Pastor Lee, I'm not sure about that. Have you looked at this the right way? Have you done this? Have you done this? And and I'm saying I would be a fool not to consider it. But what doesn't allow us to consider it, counsel, to consider counsel, is pride. Because we think we got all the answers. But all of us, including myself, have blind spots. So what am I saying? One of the ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through the people he has put in our life. Now, even if you don't have a spouse, uh, God can speak to you through experienced, successful people. I mean, you don't want to go to somebody about a major business deal that you're doing, and they're broke, okay? They've never done anything good in business, And you're going to go to them for advice. How does that sound? But sometimes we go to people who we know will agree with us. Yes, we do. Instead of going to truth tellers, we would rather go to lie tellers, people that will prophesy to us. Tell us what we want to hear. No, not prophesy, prophesy. Oh, yeah, child. I know your husband ain't treating you right, but child, you know what? You all right. You know what? It's nothing wrong with you uh, sleeping with somebody else. Especially since your husband ain't treating you right. Oh, child, you need to divorce him or you need to divorce her. But then they've been divorced four or five times. Why would you even go to a person like that? Because you want them to confirm what you already want to do. So sometimes we go to people not for counsel, but for agreement. For agreement. I told y'all this is going to be very different. So what am I saying? Here's what I'm saying. Commanding scriptures. You can hear God. But what if you need more? A compelling spirit, the Holy Spirit. All right, Holy Spirit, give me some details. Suppose you need more. Counsel of the saints. I get on the phone. Dr. Evans, this is Lee. There's a piece of property we're looking at. And it's right down, it's a property I've been looking at for seven years and praying about, and now we have an opportunity to get it. Could you give me some advice? 
Dr. Evans not only gave me advice, he came to Atlanta and met with me and some of the elders, and we walked the property. And he gave me some sage, strategic advice that I implemented. And within a couple of weeks, we had a contract on the property. And then shortly thereafter, we bought it, okay? Now, why would I go to Dr. Evans? Well, not only is he my pastor, but that church, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church, they bought up the whole street. They own like 300, uh, 300 and something thousand, is it 300 something thousand? 300 acres or so. 300 acres. Yeah. And a golf course. They just bought a golf course. <laughs> a church owns a golf course. So I went to somebody who knew what they were talking about, who could speak into our situation. Let's move pretty fast. The fourth thing how you know the Holy Spirit is leading you. This is going to be interesting. It's by common sense, <laughs> which is what I call the wisdom of God. Some people do some stupid stuff, y'all. I'm not calling people stupid, but we can do some stupid stuff. Some of us have a master's degree in stupid. <laughs> Yes, we do. And you know what? All of us have a stupid story, don't we? Every last one of us have a stupid story. Like, what was I thinking? God doesn't throw out common sense. Now, you don't base it just on common sense because we walk by faith and not by sight. But God uses a thing that the Bible talks about all through the Bible, especially in Proverbs, and it's called wisdom. Wisdom. I like to call wisdom sanctified common sense. It's sanctified. It's common sense, but it's, the, it's Holy Spirit-led wisdom. Look at Proverbs 3, 13 and 14. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. Why are you doing it? For she, meaning wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. A lot of people strive for silver and gold, money, riches, but if they don't have wisdom, they end up losing it. But if you have wisdom, God can teach you how to get the silver and gold. So some of us are praying for the wrong things. We're praying for silver and gold, and we should be praying for wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to make the right choices. The reasons many of us haven't made the right choices is because we didn't have wisdom. So what am I saying? What are you saying, Pastor Lee? Here's what I'm saying, y'all. One more time. Commanding scriptures has to be in line with the word of God, whatever you're trying to do. A compelling spirit, you got to have peace about it because even if the word of God says it's okay, the Holy Spirit gives you the details 
Then once you have the details, go talk to somebody. God can use other voices. Once you talk to somebody, God will ask God to give you wisdom how to do it. I knew we were supposed to buy the property. Then I had to say, how are we supposed to do it? What is going to be our strategy? How are we going to get this done? God, I need your wisdom. And then the last one. The Holy Spirit leads us by circumstantial signs. I call that the wonders of God. When something happens that just blows your mind. Now, you have to be careful with this one. But I don't want to discount it because sometimes God can set up certain circumstances and it's totally unplanned, it's totally circumstantial, things happen and you just, you know it had to be God because you couldn't have done that on your own. You all, the fact that I'm married to Martika is a miracle because of how God set it up. Martika had lived in Los Angeles, California her entire life, never planned on leaving. And the Holy Spirit told her to move to Atlanta. She shared it with two of her friends, and they said, hey, we'll move with you. So they decided, let's go check out Atlanta first before we move there. They come to Atlanta. Martika had met my sister. So when she gets to Atlanta, my sister is in Atlanta, and my sister takes Martika to meet my mom. They they go over my mom's house. Okay, and Martika walks in the door with her two friends, looks to her left, there was a wall with my picture on it. And she said, oh, sookie, sookie now. Who is that? True story. Don't, don't. She over here looking at me, you know I'm telling the truth. She said, who is that? Wow. My sister said, oh, that's my brother. Uh, He lives in Detroit. I was in Detroit, living in Detroit. I was the road manager and business manager for a gospel group called the Winans. And my last trip that I was getting ready to take a few months later was going to be in Los Angeles. Now, remember, Martika visited Atlanta, saw my picture, came back (laughs) to L.A., Visited Atlanta, came back to L.A. Well, a few months later, I come to Los Angeles. My sister says, hey, there's a young lady I want to introduce you to, and she's moving to Atlanta. Martika and I meet each other. She says, you look even better in person. (laughs) Okay, I'm lying about that, okay? (laughs) Actually... To make a long story short, I said, I heard you're moving to Atlanta. She says, yes. She says, my two friends who were supposed to move here to Atlanta with me, they dropped out. 
I said, well, do you have a job in Atlanta? She says, no. I said, do you know anybody in Atlanta? She says, no. I said, do you have relatives in Atlanta? She says, no. I said, now, why are you moving to Atlanta again? She says, the Holy Spirit told me to move to Atlanta. I said, either she knows God or she's crazy. <laughs> A loony tune. The bottom line, she and I hung out that whole week. The next week, I moved from Detroit back to Atlanta. A month later, she moves to Atlanta, and the rest is history, okay? 30, almost 36 years later. God set that thing up, y'all. I didn't have to do anything. God just set it up. So what am I saying? Yes, there are times in life where God plays chess with our lives. He moves this person over here and that person over here and this. So, so you don't have to do that in your flesh. Because, see, a lot of us try to make stuff happen. And then we pay the consequences for it. We date that guy we shouldn't be dating. We marry that person eventually, and then we find out, oh, Lord, I've made a mistake because it was your flesh making the decision. God didn't set that up. So let me just say these last few things, you all. For the most part, our circumstances should not determine what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, for the most part. However, our circumstances can confirm what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Let me leave with this. Joseph in the Bible, not Joseph and Mary, but the Joseph who's in Genesis, who ended up being the second in command in Egypt, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He worked for a guy named Potiphar. He was accused of rape. He was jailed. He was forgotten in jail. He was let out of jail. And then he rose to the second command in Egypt. Look at verse, look at Genesis 50, 20. This is what Joseph said. You, meaning his brothers, when he finally hooked back up with them later on in life, he said, you meant to harm me. But God intended it all for good. Yeah, he intended it all for good. <clears throat> he brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Here's what I'm saying. If you follow the word, the Holy Spirit, you get counsel. You do the things I ask you to do. Every now and then, you might experience adversity. And then you're going to think, Maybe this wasn't the Holy Spirit. But God says all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. You see, sometimes God takes us through experiences that are negative. So sometimes the Holy Spirit, y'all, will lead us into the wilderness, into trouble. But he's using that to get us ready for where he wants to take us. Can you hear me now? Amen.
Well, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask for your guidance today. We need your Holy Spirit to guide us. Lord, I'm praying that these five things people will begin to implement in their life, especially regarding major decisions. Help us to drop our pride. Help us to depend on you because we need you, Lord. We need you. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed, you can't know these things and do these things if you don't have a profound personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want to give you an opportunity with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, to make Jesus your Lord, to say, God, I need you to guide and to lead me and to be Lord of my life. If you're out there right now and you're saying, Pastor Lee, I want to give my heart to Jesus, even if you're online, all you got to do, if you're here in person, raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to stand up, not going to ask you to come up down. I just want you to give me a wave, a big wave right now, and I just want to have a general prayer for you. Anybody out there? See your hand right there. I see you. I see your hand. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Everyone repeat after me because this could help the people who are making a decision. Dear Lord, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And right now, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, come into my life, forgive me of all my sins, and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me a new person. I believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. I confess that right now with my mouth and I believe that in my heart. Change me, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise, everybody. He's worthy to be praised. Welcome back. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Pastor Lee or Eagles Nest Church, visit our website at eaglesnestchurch.org. That's all one word, eaglesnestchurch.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay connected with us throughout the week. If you're ever in the Atlanta area, we would love for you to come and worship with us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Until next time, Eagles.